This is the Happy Families Podcast with Dr Justin Coulson. We're Luke and Susie, and this is the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. I'm very excited, Suze, for the very first time in our show's history. We're going to get feng shui study, study style. <laughs> uh, the, the, this, is, this is maybe not feng shui, but it is a concept of how we, how we actually physically set up our home, but we're talking about our children's success when it comes to, to school and yes. learning and how our furniture choices and the shape of our home could actually have a part to play in that? Dr. Justin, in, in that? <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was the high-pitched question tone. <laughs> Dr. Justin Coulson from happyfamilies.com.au. This is, this is an important thing. When we want our children to do as well as they can at school, obviously, how do we set up our home to encourage and foster a good learning environment? Well, the first thing that I've got to say is I have no idea about interior decorating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in choosing paint colours. Yeah. Apparently there is some psychology yes. around colour. I don't right. know what it is. Um, I, I, I'm not colourblind. My, my dad is. But I'm not. I, I can see <laughs> colours properly, but that doesn't mean that I... No, I yeah. But in terms of the psychology of helping our children to do well, what we can do to set up our home environment, yeah. uh, a really interesting study was published just in the last couple of months uh, that has followed some kids, 2,200 families Mm, um, from from low socioeconomic backgrounds across a 10-year period. And what these researchers found was pretty interesting. They said if parents will do three things consistently, they can predict that those children will do significantly better at school than if parents don't do those three things. Okay. I'm going to guess. I reckon I can guess one of them. Go. Uh. Reading with your children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, that's not, it's not precise, but it's, it's part of a, a bigger thing. And then and the first thing was we need to have books at home. Yeah. Books for our children to access. We need to be readers ourselves. Um, leaders are readers. And kids who do well at school come from homes usually where there's a lot of books. What the researchers found was that from the age of 12 months, parents have got picture books, no words, just pictures. And I'd sit down with their kids and they would read the picture books. In other words, rather than worrying about words, they'd just sort of talk about the story. They'd talk about the things that the person was wearing. They'd label the colour of their shirt or Mm. the smile on the dog and the funny way that the birdie was flapping its wings. And they would bring the child into this picture book story. And as the kids got older, more and more books needed to appear and the parents would read to them. Now, there's a really interesting side note to this from, from other research. As parents, most of us love to read to our kids. But we, we often don't do it very well. The best thing that we can do, especially for young children when we're reading to them, is to slow our reading down. Mm. We read too fast. We sort of lay down on the carpet next to their bed or we lay down on the bed beside them and we say, okay, yeah. kids, uh, it's bedtime. Uh, once upon a time there was, oh, look at that, the end, good night. <laughs> yeah. That's like when, when, you, when it comes to that time and you're exhausted and you go, bring us a, which books do you want? And they bring you three books and you go, <laughs> that's three. big, that's big. I'm going to go for the smallest one. <laughs> <laughs> My kids will bring me eight or nine uh, books and they're like, read, and, and they're all the Dr. Zeus books. Our, our family is crazy about uh, Dr. Zeus. And, and those poems, do you know how long those books are? Yes, I, mean, oh, I know. Good, I, I, <laughs> we love them, but they want to read eight of them at a time. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we'll pick three. And they're like, five. 
we, we have this little negotiation. negotiation. <laughs> Usually they fall asleep in about the third one because they take 15 minutes each. Yeah. But, but, but my, my, what the research shows is we should read slowly and we should pause and we should ask the kids, what would you do if that happened to you? Yeah. Or how would that make you feel? You know, by doing that, we engage them, we get their brain going, we get them being creative, you know, and that's really, really important. So books, 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 books. What the researchers found was that the more the books are part of children's lives from the earliest mm-hmm. beginnings, the better it is that they'll do it at school in grade five, which is where this study has stopped at this point. Great. Any guesses for the second and third? Oh. Um, minimal screen time. Didn't come into the study at all, but plenty of research suggests that screen time is a distraction and we help to we, we, we need to help our kids to minimise that screen time. Second one was educational toys and ah, games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Note it didn't say educational apps yes. because in the app store at the moment, I think that there's a little over 90,000 educational apps and what research would suggest is that less than 1% of them are actually educational. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're just mind-numbing. So these are... These are the kinds of games that encourage children to be counting or to be reading or they're open-ended kind of toys and games where they get to explore and be creative. Um, So, you know, things like snakes and ladders, Mm. that's an educational game for a four-year-old because they're learning how to count along the board and roll a dice and do that. And if you throw in two dice, wow. Now we're really getting to some serious maths. Yeah. Um, and, and so those kinds of things, whether it's Chinese checkers or drafts or chess, or, you know, I, I guess I'm saying old school yeah. sort of educational toys and games. And it's interesting because we, we've mentioned before about how our, our six-year-old is wonderful at his six times tables that he's never been taught at school because he loves, loves AFL. The AFL. And, mm. every, and so the fun that's involved with doing the simple math is, is given him skills that, that school couldn't possibly get him to, to learn so quickly. Perfect example. Great example of that. And the third thing that we need to do to set our children up to do well uh, actually has less to do with the way we set up our home and more to do with our availability. The researchers have found again, and this has been shown so many times now, and this was only looking at mums, but the more emotionally available, the more responsive mums are mm. to their children the better the kids do. They feel safe. They feel secure. They're open to learning. They do better. Yeah. Wow. So good. It's so simple. I was thinking when we were talking about how to set up your home for your children's success, I'm like, well, put the desk in the corner and make sure the lighting's good and make sure they've got plenty of, you know, sharpened pencils. But, you know, Susie, that's important. Mm. Uh, It's just that it's not important in those first five, six, seven, eight years of life because the kids aren't doing study at home at that point. Mm. Once they get into high school, yeah, you know, we, we need to be having conversations around screen time, access to screens in bedrooms, having appropriate lighting, uh, getting rid of distractions, keeping things nice and quiet. All of that comes into it and there's plenty of research around what we need to do. But it still mm. seems that the best predictors are engagement with books, engagement with parents and having having that downtime where we get to play and explore and be creative. Yeah. Those seems to seem to be three of the critical things to help our kids do well at school. So oh, good. Beautiful. Very simple. Very. I like it when, when we hear the expert in the research that, that says, you know, well, I can do that. I can yeah. actually apply that and I can make some adjustments. And I, and I always told you, Suze, we had this fight because I always wanted our bookshelves with books on it. And you said, but you've never read any of them. I go, but it's good. It makes me look smart. See, <laughs> Justin, not only does it make me look smart, Justin's saying you need to have books in the house. It's good for our kids as well. The, the kids can look at them and just... Absorb Oh my gosh, gosh. Dad must be so smart. Look at all the books he hasn't read. We underestimate osmosis, I think. (laughs) Dr. Justin Kilson from happyfamilies.com.au. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.
And there are loads of resources to help along with your parenting at the website, happyfamilies.com.au. Or if you're interested in having Dr. Justin Coulson speak at your school, community group or organisation, you can find out more at justincoulson.com.au.